a complex synthetics protocol. I know a lot of people out there are like, what the heck is that? You know, we have these different pillars in DeFi, um, lending, uh, oracles, um, and, and synthetics is where we fall. So really synthetics are an on-chain version of, you know, a mirrored on-chain version of an off-chain real-world asset. It can be any asset, any market, um, but we create that on-chain version via the Oracle functionality and really give our participants uh, the, the price exposure of that real-world asset anywhere, anytime. Welcome to the Cardano Source Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, and on this weekly podcast, I catch up with a range of Cardano innovators, thought leaders, and changemakers who are using Cardano to make an impact within the world of cryptocurrency and beyond. As Charles Hoskinson puts it, we are Cardano. And if you permit us, we'd like to change the world. If that sounds like you, then make sure to subscribe, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, and today we are joined by Eric Coley, CEO and co-founder of Indigo Protocol, an algorithmic and autonomous synthetics protocol being built on Cardano. So, Eric, brother, cheers for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. No dramas, no dramas. All righty, to start us off, can we do a quick little introduction? So, tell the podcast a wee bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so... um, just me personally, kind of a little bit of my background. Um, I've been an enterprise technology entrepreneur uh, for nine years with consultant rather for, for 13. So I've been really immersed in the enterprise technology space. So naturally blockchain technology was something that I came aware of sitting, you know, 2011 roughly, um, like many at that time. It was a little too crazy for me to get in on, but uh, I, I've been uh, an outsider um, until uh, I guess you can call me in the class of 2017. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's a classic story. People hear of it really early on for whatever reason, and they're like, oh, sounds, sounds cool, but yeah, yeah, if only we could uh, time travel back and and maybe make a, an investment decision but anyways <laughs> would, would we still would we still have our bitcoin from 2011 or 12 though would we still have it no. true true okay <laughs> so dive into the juicy parts so indigo protocol what is indigo protocol a complex synthetics protocol i know a lot of people out there are like what the heck is that you know we have these different pillars in DeFi, um, lending uh, oracles um, and, and synthetics is where we fall. So really synthetics are an on-chain version of, you know, a mirrored on-chain version of an off-chain real world asset. It can be any asset, any market, um, but we uh, create that on-chain version via the Oracle functionality and really give our participants uh, the, the price exposure of that real world asset anywhere, anytime uh, for anyone. Okay, so synthetics, you deal, you deal with, with synthetics and you kind of touched on what a synthetic is, but maybe can you just expand a bit on what a synthetic actually is? Because exactly. that's going to be the, the theme of today. Sure. Like an example. So, um, you know, this year we saw the price of lumber, for example, really uh, make moves to the high side. And um, at that time, I think there would have been a lot of people um, in, in different parts of the world that would want have, wanted to participate in, in the price action. Uh, with, you know, the expectation that lumber is going to go up. Well, if Indigo has, um, you know, a synthetic 
iAsset is what we refer to them as in the indigo world, um, synthetic version of, of lumber and, you know, iLumber, then that would give that uh, indigo protocol participant the exposure to that real world asset. Okay. So why is that a good thing? So I imagine there are other ways sure. that you could invest in, say, lumber or uh, some other real yeah. world kind of stock. What, what, what's the uh, benefit of putting this into tokenized synthetic form? Sure. Yeah, great question. I think what we see and what really is driving us and our team and our mission is really the fairness of um, or, or lack thereof out there right now. So we have um, uh, an investment landscape in this world where, you know, half the world maybe uh, is able to uh, invest as an accredited investor, the wealthy in the developed world only seems like those folks are able to invest in various markets and various uh, assets. Whereas with Indigo, creating a synthetic form of it, it really opens up, it breaks down the barriers. It opens up um, to the common person exposure to that real world asset. And really all they need is a smartphone. Okay. So access is a big part of, of why you're doing this. And access is often a theme that uh, is associated with many of these kind of um, platforms and, and protocols that sure, are sure. being built on yeah. crypto and, and Cardano is, is you're opening up this world to more people that currently can't participate right. in that world. Okay. Right. So, so synthetics assets, it, it provides um, access to for people to participate in this thing. Sure. Um, yep. Yep. Who couldn't, you know, a user in Africa, for example, because Cardano and in our whole ecosystem, we focus a lot on Africa because we see the developing country becoming more and more uh, the, the share of wealth and from the developed world going to countries and the, the, to the developing countries like Africa. So um, they wouldn't get to buy a Tesla stock or gold in some cases. Uh, this uh, protocol or synthetics protocols will typically give them the avenue to do so without owning the actual real world asset, but really primarily getting to participate in the price action of that asset. Yeah. Okay. So that's perhaps a distinction. When you invest in a synthetic asset, you're not actually investing in the asset you're investing in. Um, you're, you're able to kind of play around with the price action associated with that asset. Yeah. Is that right? It's, I guess and maybe a, 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 now that we are all uh, familiar with the metaverse and our digital identities in the metaverse, consider it almost like a synthetic asset is the metaverse uh, identity of a real world asset. Oh, in a sense. I don't know if that's a great analogy, but perhaps that helps a little bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that, that, that makes sense to me. Um, what I'm still trying to wrap my head around is the, the me mechanics around how all of that works. So could you maybe step through the process of how a synthetics platform actually functions? Sure. Yeah, can. happy to. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, synthetics uh, protocols uh, will have a few key components, right? I mean, the primary function of the protocol, uh, then there's, there's an, and an additional layer of criticality, which is the Oracle capability, right? So I think the Chainlink integration uh, with Cardano was a very huge announcement for us, especially a lot of DeFi protocols that rely on Oracle um, and then stablecoin. So uh, there's a few components there. So if I'm, uh, you know, Eric who wants to come to Indigo protocol and I have uh, say, you know, a thousand dollars that I want to mint, you know, an I asset with, 
Uh, I open up a CDP with that stablecoin or perhaps even ADA pair, depending on the early days when we launch and what stablecoins are supported. Um, we're considering ADA pair too uh, at launch. So uh, open up a collateralized debt position at 150% of what the value of the I asset is as to what your stablecoin is worth or your ADA pair is worth. Um, that's how you can mint and convert your stablecoin, supported stablecoin or ADA to the I asset that you want to acquire. At that point, you have a few different um, options of how you want to participate in the protocol. You can simply take it to a supported and integrated DEX from there, start swapping that out for other supported nat native tokens, uh, or you know, preferably and ideally, you would take that I asset uh, and deposit it in a stability pool. That's what helps build the TDL in our DeFi protocol. The stability pool then is also kind of what anchors the, the Indigo protocol um, and the, the reward in doing so for that is obviously the, the shared liquidations of other um, CDPs that fall with them, uh, under the 150% threshold. So that's kind of the beauty of the whole thing, how the mechanisms work. Okay, so if I was to use the platform in the future, and let's say I'm a big fanboy of gold, for example. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if that's your flavor. Um, how would that work? So if, if I wanted to, say, um, invest... Uh, create $500 worth of the gold I, mm -hmm. I gold or how I want to do 500 worth of dollars worth of, of a synthetic version of gold. Um, I'd need to uh, provide collateral and, and you mentioned yep. 150% or, yep. or more, which is a lot. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be it's a, it's a lot lower than other, lower other protocols out there. In the synthetic space, yeah. Uh, for example, even on synthetics um, on Ethereum, who's a comparable protocol on Ethereum, uh, mm -hmm. in some cases their their CDP threshold could be seven hundred percent. So you're putting up a lot of collateral to obtain that that I asset, that synthetic asset. So yeah, sorry, but keep going. Yeah, yeah. So so five hundred dollars worth of synthetic gold, I'd need to provide seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of um, collateral. Is that 150%? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's early here, but the math It's 5 a.m. there, man. You, you get it yeah, quick math. math. Uh, yeah. And that collateral, that's paid as a stable coin, did you say? It, yeah, ideally stable coin because they're stable. Um, yeah. the, the, the risk with having um, ADA as the primary pair, even though it will be a supported pair, depending on really the stable coin landscape. We're so new in Cardano. Uh, and what's supported, you know, we, we need to launch and we need to have supported pairs. So, but price, price fluctuation with ADA, right? It, it's not too drastic, but if ADA moves bigger uh, to one way or the other uh, and, and it risks the CDP, um, it, it, it's not, a, it's a riskier CDP position than if you were to have a CDP opened up with stablecoin because stablecoin stable, ADA can fluctuate. Yeah. And, and so that collateral ratio is that kind of, Will that need to kind of change if there's price action on either either of the pairs? So, for example, if gold somehow doubles overnight, which mm -hmm. <laughs> is obviously a very unlikely, and then so the synthetic, so instead of having five hundred dollars worth of synthetic gold, you've got a thousand, but then the original yeah. collateral was seven fifty. Do you yeah, have to then? Good, you're good. <laughs> you're in good shape. You, you're in good shape. Yeah. But do, do you have to then increase your collateral ratio to ensure that that is, uh, remains at 150% more than the, the gold value? 
No, that, that's where the liquidation me mechanism comes okay. in. So right now, that that'll be an audit, automated liquidation mechanism. So it, you know, the once the threshold is is um, falls below 150% of your collateral, that's a forced and automatic liquidation. So yeah, I mean, it, it's it's with something like gold, it is relatively. Um, doesn't move too much, high or low. And, and actually one of the things that we're looking to build in the protocol uh, will be uh, sort of a, a side uh, tracking mechanism of things that are highly volatile at that moment for whatever reason, for whatever okay. market news and geopolitical news there could be. Uh, because frankly, if something is extremely volatile in its movement, it's probably an asset you would want to steer clear of opening a CDP on just at that time. So we understand the importance of that and building out that mechanism. So. Um, it's almost like a side um, view of, of, of some volatility. So. Okay. So, yeah, so that actually made quite uh, a lot of sense to me. So you, because you have this automatic liquidation process and there is mm -hmm. higher risk if you create a synthetic asset that is highly volatile, um, exactly. be because of that, um, often maybe the use case is more for tokenizing maybe less volatile things into synth yeah. synthetic assets. Sure. But that's not not necessarily the case. In theory, you could turn anything into a... Yeah, so let's play with that for it's a bit. So, so what what can absolutely. you turn into a synthetic asset? Yeah, that's a great question. So that, all become, that, that comes down to the governance. You know, I, I think synthetics okay. are highly... Um, really, DeFi is all in the same boat right now from a regulatory perspective. Um, but synthetics are what are getting the most attention around uh, the regulatory landscape simply because... Uh, you saw Binance delist their tokenized stocks and things like that. So we're, we're fully aware of that. Uh, but fully decentralized is the, the initiative there uh, for protection, if you will. And uh, beyond that, it's really the governance process. So we're going to come to market and launch with certain supported assets that keep us within the regulatory compliance uh, that we need to be within. And then governance from there, any protocol participant, Indigo protocol participant who wants to put up their indie, uh, very similar to Project Catalyst now, I mean, it's the largest governance um, function we have, I believe, even in the industry. Uh, you, you, you put up indie to propose a new proposal parameter within the protocol that could be whitelisting a new asset, that could be uh, making some change to the protocol parameters, and, uh, and then it comes up to governance. So governance is a huge... Uh, element to our protocol and having newly supported and whitelisted assets, I assets. Okay. Um, so just so I can wrap my head around it. Um, so there's obviously this governance process where people need to vote on um, submitted ideas, but the ideas that are submitted, they, they have to be um, an asset that is part of a global market with a price feed that an Oracle can talk to, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we've joked around before our CTO Cody um, was joking around one evening as we were talking about the assets we're going to support at launch. And he said, pocket lint, because really, I mean, you can <laughs> conceptually, I mean, you can come up with anything. Uh, there's some protocols on Ethereum that are uh, synthetic bananas. I kid you not. So really anything in theory in the real world, can have a mirrored version, uh, mirrored synthetic version on a synthetic asset protocol. So it's not just stocks and, and, and you know equities and things of that nature. I think we really see um, there being anything and everything in the synthetic world one day. Okay, but because you're mirroring uh, another asset 
uh, and there's a, pr a price associated with that. And to determine that price, you use an Oracle. Um, Absolutely. It's a functionality. Yep. Yeah. So that merit asset would have to have some sort of price um, tag somewhere, right? For the, the Oracle oh, yeah, to read. Yeah. 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 So the, for the so banana, for example, for the, the, the banana, for example, that price feeds probably on the online supermarket or something else that you yeah, can yeah. talk and, to. And, and, and in some markets, you have varying prices. So uh, what also the Oracle functionality will do is take a median of that price. Uh, and whether that's in every minute, price feed or in every five minute, whatever it is, right? So gotcha. um, it, it'll take the median average of say five or six different data feeds and, and give you that more uh, static, safe price feed. So uh, the user is well protected. Yeah. On the oracles, um, is there a preferred oracle that you're going to be using or what's your strategy yeah. around that? You know, uh, this, this last weekend was really exciting for us um, as, you know, obviously Cardano announced the Chainlink integration. Uh, we've been having discussions with Chainlink directly um, when we're still in direct discussions with them as to how Indigo can help aid this integration. They reached out to us voluntarily a few weeks ago and said, hey, you know, we, we, we know what you're doing in this space. We're, we're intrigued with DeFi on Cardano. And, you know, we want to talk to you guys directly about uh, you know, your, your Oracle needs because we feel like we're a good fit. And surely they are. We, we had those conversations. They're ongoing still. Um, obviously, if IOHK wants to spearhead the, the integration dev, um, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and take a little bit of a backseat, but we will, Indigo specifically, will provide the resources needed to aid that integration, that development process. So that functionality is there sooner rather than later. But um, as we've told our community members, we're going to have a, a multi-pronged, if you will, Oracle solution, uh, but Chainlink is certainly the most promising one. So we'd like to see that development kick off here really soon. And again, we'll help that process as much as we can and provide the resources when we do so. Lovely, lovely. Um, you yeah. mentioned earlier kind of governance. Uh, can you elaborate a bit more on the community governance strategy that you guys have in place for Indigo? Yeah, yeah, I, that's a whole other set of the, um, you know, the smart contracts that we have built and in audit right now. So governance is a really huge thing for us operating uh, as a true DAO. A lot of protocols, uh, DeFi protocols have really kind of um, uh, inched their way into being a uh, functioning DAO, whereas uh, we're so lucky to be, I mean, late in a sense to the DeFi game in Cardano's DeFi space, but also ahead of the game in a sense that we've seen the playbook of things that have failed, right? So we, we've we seen the successes and we've seen the failures, you know, whether you're a target by this regula regulator or um, you've done it right and they're not touching you, we've, get into, we, we've gotten to a, uh, analyze and assess that whole landscape. So governance for us and being a, a DAO and a truly structured, recognized DAO in Wyoming is critical to us because at launch, we will be that. We, as opposed to have launched and then worked a couple of years into our governance process. We'll have governance really on day one. Awesome, awesome. Um, community governance is obviously super, super important. Uh, if if you're trying to back yourself as being like some sort of DeFi kind of protocol. So mm -hmm. yep. I, I think I heard, um, read on a, a tweet by DC somewhere mentioning something along that line. So DC is yep. also the... Yep. Um, the co-founder, isn't he? The co-founder of Indigo, yep. Of this, yep. Yeah. yeah, you know, li Liquid's his baby, but uh, yeah, no, we um, we actually have a couple co-founders on our team, you know, 
uh, our, our core devs in, in Vietnam are also uh, the founder, co-founder of, of Meld as well. So uh, hmm. Hai and his team are, are extremely brilliant. And we have, I don't know, four or five, six engineers that, that back him up that work on Indigo. And um, so we, we kind of have this all-star cast of um, team members and, and, and Cody and Cody, our CTO and Danny, our, our community manager, we, we've, we've got a great team and, and we're full steam ahead, but yeah, DC is uh, fully aware and understanding of the importance of being a DAO um, and have that governance element to the protocol, kind of the people's protocol, if you will. Um, mm. And so that, that's something we will have at version one launch. Those contracts are not as we speak. Nice, nice. I like it. Uh, I, I smiled at your earlier response when you're talking about we're, we're late to the DeFi game in a sense, but we're also early in that we're yeah. bringing things that other kind of protocols and different platforms maybe are yeah. only just introducing. <clears throat> and I think that's a testament to kind of a, a fundamental part of Cardado's strategy is it's very systematic, very, you know, thorough in how they do things. And when they actually bring something out, um, I've considered all these possible kind of variations. Absolutely. So it's kind of yeah. like a, a fast, the, the, what's, what's the quote that Charles mentioned? The, the, sometimes the fast way is the slow way, something like that. Yeah, he's, he's referred to building on the island before and some of these other things, you know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, we're, I think things are lo really looking up for us. And, you know, I, you know, you and I were talking earlier, but why Cardano too is really, um, I, I have never seen, uh, in this industry, in the blockchain industry, a community that is so humanitarian focused. Um, everywhere you look, it's just people that want to make the world better. And that's the essence and ethos of, of Indigo is really freedom and fairness financially for all. Why, why should somebody in this country not have access to an asset uh, that somebody in another country does? Um, and it's only for the wealthy and the accredited. That's no, those days are changing. Those days are quickly changing. We're seeing Preach developed it. country. Yeah, man, the, the wealth of developed countries is quickly going into the developing countries. And we want to be a part of that. We want to help even the playing field. And uh, even though you don't get any act, uh, share of the underlying real world asset, uh, uh, you're still getting to participate in the price action of it and have a little bit more control than you did before. Yeah, that, that's the part that really excites me about Cardano and this whole crypto movement is that humanitarian approach and the impact approach about you know actually changing the world to be something that is is better that's that's the part that like really oh that gets me going um and i kind of view it like you mentioned as this is a bit of an equalizer and this this yeah. game that we're all playing around the world um you know the game currently is set up unfairly for a lot of people um and very kind of uh yeah in unfair ways and this this is a technology that kind of can equalize that playing field a little bit, which yeah. is super, super cool. Um, yeah. Moving on to like tokenomics, can you maybe sure. expand yeah. on on the tokenomics of the project? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think we um, we're proceeding with a fair launch concept uh, for many reasons, but also, um, you know, I, I just mentioned fairness. Well, what would then be fair about us giving? early access to private money or private, you know, and even private, uh, private individuals, as opposed to just private VC firms, it's, that's, it's contradictory. So uh, we're proceeding with a fair launch uh, process. And so in order to acquire India, acquire iAssets, 
you have to participate participate in the protocol at launch on par with anybody else. Um, the tokenomics we we feel are extremely fair. Um, if you want me to expand on percentages to what certain um, or you maybe know, just quickly I'm, I'm, touch on if you just go through that little donut chart of yeah yeah the pie chart yeah we love that yeah. um, so the community funds that's really going to the DAO right so whenever there's a proposed eight uh, percent um, to the community funds uh, when there's a proposal that's approved uh, through the governance process if it takes funds and resources to to make that change within the protocol parameters um, yeah that's what that's there for. Um, the, the indie liquidity providers and the I asset liquidity providers make up roughly 50% of all of the token share and then the stability pools another 15%. So uh, that, that takes up a total of uh, 73% of the total token allocation. Um, we're on a four year schedule for all liquidity to be provided on market. Um, a part of that too, at the end of year one, we, you know, we're, we're leaving this up to governance also. The first one, one of the first really cool governance things that we've opened up uh, conceptually would be the uh, DEX airdrop. So uh, it's only 2%, but it's a, it's, it's a fun thing. Everybody loves free stuff, right? So it's a, it's a 2% allocation for free to um, token holders, but on their voted and approved DEX uh, within the governance process, as you may know, we're, we're, we're directly integrated exclusively with Sunday at launch. So uh, we've been partnered with them for a couple months now. Uh, we, we had some early on meetings with those guys. So they had a very promising um, uh, path forward to being uh, a, a very viable and promising DEX on Cardano. Well, we need a DEX. We're not a DEX. You know? uh, people who come to Indigo and mint an iAsset or, or have Indie token and they want to go and swap that, they need to go to a, a proper DEX to do so. Uh, we will support other DEXs in the future. I think we'll have sort of a drop down kind of functionality that has three to five DEXs that we support. But at, at initial launch, it'll be Sunday that we integrate with um, directly and those integrations are already built. We work with them on a daily basis. Um, but uh, through the governance process, we'll allow the, the indie uh, voters, if you will, and people that are participating in that governance to vote as to who the DEX is that will receive uh, that 2% airdrop. So, uh, that, that makes up the 75% of total token allocation um, uh, that will be uh, on market and 25% mm-hmm. is, is reserved for core team uh, distribution. So okay, I think cool. we have a very fair tokenomics schedule, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think a very fair part of that is um, even outside of how you divvy up the token allocation is just the way that you distribute it. Uh, and um, doing it where you earn through using the, the platform is I, I, yeah, kind of, I quite like that way because it's yeah, yeah. it's um, kind of like a symbiotic relationship between the two. You you strengthen and increase the health of the platform and in return, yeah. you actually get rewarded with the tokens. Um, yeah. Well, you'll see, you know, the, the biggest majority of token distribution, 40%, um, goes to the iAsset liquidity providers. Those are the persons that are pers- participating in our stability pools. So uh, we want to heavily incentivize uh, that participation because once again, the stability pool concept is really what anchors the Indigo protocol. And that's where we're going to achieve a higher number of total value lock TDL, as you know. So uh, that's really who we want to incentivize the most. Um, yeah. 
Okay, so in terms of using the platform and earning uh, Indie as a reward, that using the platform means creating these I assets. Uh, yes, minting minting uh, I assets. So that's again, as we talked about earlier, that's that's where you convert your stability, uh, rather uh, your your uh, stablecoin or or uh, ADA as a parent. So. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the that's how you you would use it, and thus earn, earn right. some indie rewards at at the same time. Um, right. Cool. I just quickly thinking in my head what I could potentially um, create as an I asset. Um, you know, we'll have so <laughs> we're going to have a lot of digital assets that are supported yeah. um, at launch. We have to be uh, very tactical in how we go about launch. Um, just because of uh, regulations and, and how they're looked at right now, we're, we're fully aware of that. You know, we get a lot of inquiries about what we're doing to remain in regulatory compliance. Um, you know, we have a great legal team that supports us uh, that are securities attorneys. So um, we stay in, in regular communications on that. And it's really a matter of remaining compliant um, at launch and then really from there it's, it's up to the full governance of the protocol it, it's out of our hands when something's autonomous it's out of our hands as to what um our participants will provide to the governance process so um it could be yeah. anything you can imagine really gotcha yeah. um yeah. since since you brought it up uh, i know it's not a very sexy topic um talking about legal uh issues sure, sure. um and i'd i'd don't even really know an easy definition of what a security is or isn't. Um, but can you speak to maybe is is Indy a security? So I had I've, I've heard that question before. <laughs> Again, I don't really know what a security is. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like your general strategy around navigating that legal framework. Yeah. So we we've done no initial. You know, we've done no ICO, no ISPO um, of the Indy token. It's all acquired through fair launch. We've advertised no price of Indy. Indy. We, we, we simply can't even guesstimate as to what that would be. The market establishes a value. Gotcha. Um, so um, th those are things that we're cognizant of and aware of. Um, you know, as regards, it, it seems like what uh, the regulators want to determine as a security changes all the time. I mean, they say, well, if it mirrors this, then it's a security. So it's really kind of this moving target. So even I can't even explain that too eloquently and, and definitively because even for us, it's changing a lot. So our primary focus is to be fully decentralized, front end, Oracle, obviously the autonomous back end of the protocol. So, um, and then really have nothing maintained in house. And, and, and that's, that's our goal. That's what we will achieve. Um, and, and that's our way to remain in compliance. Um, you know, okay. it's an evolving regulatory landscape. I mean, we just have to evolve yeah. and flex as best as possible. I think what we've seen with like, say the likes of Uniswap, for example, whenever they had to modify their front end, well, that's because uh, Uniswap front end was maintained and managed by Uniswap labs out of Brooklyn. So there's some, um, some common misunderstanding there that, they had to go alter their whole product protocol so as to delist and not support tokenized stocks, for example. That's wrong. They're, the backend still does, the, the actual protocol still does. They just disallowed access to them through their front end, which, well, if you have a decentralized front end, that's really one of the biggest pushes now we're seeing in the DeFi space uh, so as to not have that 
uh, risk layer, if you will, uh, as an easy target. If I'm Indigo Labs and I'm managing my front end on AWS infrastructure, I then become an easier target, but um, if, if you will, right? So having decentralized every element and every layer of your protocol, I think is critical and key for us. And I'm glad that, like I said earlier, we have that playbook now. We, we've seen what have been uh, the reactionary uh, um, risk layers of, of other protocols and what they've had to go and modify or, or tweak based on certain elements of their project and protocol. So uh, for us now, we, we've taken all of that, we've noted all of that and said, okay, we're gonna go in and uh, make sure that we don't do that. So uh, I'm very fortunate and glad that we have those um, examples now. Mm, gotcha. Uh, the roadmap. So smart contracts are now uh, uh, live on Cardano. Um, yeah. What's your roadmap like for Indigo? When, when do you anticipate kind of going live on on the platform yeah. uh, and what are some kind of key milestones coming up yeah well you know we're in probably one of the most mission critical milestones that we've had on our roadmap and that's our audit we're in that audit as we speak uh, we're about two weeks in we'll be two weeks in on uh, friday of this week um so that that's a huge thing for any protocol right to get past that and that, that audit and to know that your code checks out to make any of the tweaks and changes of uh, the uh, bugs that have um, ideally been found. You don't want to go to an audit and have it be perfect. Um, there, there, there's things there that need to be fixed and corrected. So, um, and that's the purpose of those things. So we're in that as we speak. Uh, the testnet, which we show on our roadmap was a private testnet. So to make sure that our functions check out, we, we, we achieved that before we went into the audit. Um, and that's where we're at right now. Um, you know, frankly, some protocols have sidestepped PAB and, and built with some private testnet nodes. Um, that wasn't us. We, we, we are building with the PAB. I think one of our early demos going back to, I want to say May of this year, uh, was probably one of, if not the first in the whole ecosystem with the first iteration of PAB um, accompanied by our, our web demo. So, um, you know, we're building with the PAB. So we, we can build only with what the PAB toolkit gives us. So of course we uh, are, are anxious for additional uh, capabilities and toolkit within uh, what IOHK has given us. So yeah, I, I think, you know, all things keep moving ahead in a productive and efficient manner. Um, we're, we're definitely a Q4 launch as we've stated in all of our socials lately. And um, ideally we'd like to see that before the holidays. For the holidays, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, the holidays, I, I think Thanksgiving is, is one that we're shooting for. A lot of a lot of folks are talking October right now, but um, you know, I, I think uh, just to be realistic, I don't want to steer people astray. I, I think uh, upwards of around Thanksgiving would be very realistic. And Thanksgiving, what when's that? <laughs> uh, well, this year, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess right here in Australia. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving for us. And, the U.S. is uh, the 25th of uh, November. So, okay. sorry about that. so as, as a as a rough as a rough kind of rough target, that's that's yeah. what you're working towards. Hopefully, okay, yeah, nice, absolutely. exciting. At least um, for a V1, right? Even if it's a slim V1, uh, you know, like any protocol, we'll have uh, future versions, uh, future enhancements, different features. Those are all things that we're thinking of, right? I, I don't think any technology was ever delivered to the world. Uh, with its be-all, end-all functionality. You know, you want to have, save some bullets for later, if you will. And yeah, so that, that's us as well. We're, we're thinking of ways to innovate and, um, 
So there will be future versions, but at least to get a V1 out there and launched along with some of our other partnering protocols, I think you'll hear more about that soon. We have some exciting things to announce about that aside from uh, just, uh, you know, who we partner with. I think that's all public, but, you know, kind of partnering, uh, the ones that we partner with kind of all aligning a similar launch timeframe uh, does no good for, for Sunday Swap to be launched out there with no, no native tokens to support, right? So we're trying to align this in a, in a manner where uh, there's some consortium of us that are um, aligning launch within a similar timeframe. So that's something the community Exciting, exciting. Uh, I know you guys have a couple of uh, Catalyst proposals submitted. Do Do you want to speak about what those are? Yeah, I would love to. Some shameless plug of Catalyst, right? Um, (laughs) You know, I've probably mentioned already, so we're we're fully bootstrapped. We we have not, because of the fair launch process that we've committed to, we're we're in-house funded. Uh, That's obviously proposes its challenges, but um, you know, Catalyst is a great uh, opportunity for us to not only get exposure to Indigo, uh, but to show the community of the things that can benefit the entire ecosystem. So uh, we are entered into Fund 6. It was our first entry into Catalyst. Um, and, and watching the Catalyst growth, the community growth, um, round over round was just really astonishing. It was really cool. Uh, I think uh, Fund 5 had... 300 something proposals uh, and now into fund six, it's uh, 800 plus. So almost tripled uh, from fund five to fund six. It's awesome. I think there are 35,000 participants in Catalyst as far as uh, everybody who's registered to vote and everything. So um, yeah, so now voting uh, uh, opens up on the seventh. Registration is open to register to vote for fund six. We have two proposals, one of which is in the scale up DeFi challenge um, to bring synthetic assets to Cardano. You know, uh, th- it's a benefit to the whole ecosystem uh, as it relates to DeFi because we're helping bring another pillar of DeFi to the ecosystem. And uh, obviously, Indy and uh, iAssets, if they're to be traded on other DEXs, that helps the liquidity of the DEXs, the volume of the DEXs. So uh, bringing synthetic assets to the whole ecosystem uh, is the value prop there. The uh, proposal specifically is for our security audit. So again, we're underway with the security audit, but we'd love to get that uh, expense replenished because it's expensive, uh, you know, 60 something thousand dollars US. So, um, and then the second proposal we have is in the dev ecosystem. So as uh, what we're proposing to build there is a uh, SDK, a PAB SDK, TypeScript SDK. So Cody, our CTO has seen the value in, in, in having something that helps enable um, the back end with the pad. So uh, it's been a limitation of ours. And, you know, there's some other similar proposals in there with a, a similar build, not quite exact as ours, but um, obviously that would be uh, something that's open sourced. And uh, I know the assessment phase just completed and we scored over a four on both of our proposals from the community advisor assessments, which is very promising for us. Uh, but now uh, that registration to vote is open. Uh, we'd love to get exposure to that. And uh, and then voting itself actually begins uh, on the 7th, which is, I believe, next Thursday or something like that. So. Mm, mm. Yeah, okay. so yeah, definitely uh, register. You can register now. Voting begins soon. Um, yep. Yeah, Protoge Catalyst is oh, such a great... It's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like a, a, a gem of Cardano that like no one outside of Cardano even know about. And it's massive. It's... Yeah, you know, there's there's so many 
brilliant uh, business people uh, and developers and just brilliant ideas that those ideas maybe you wouldn't get to see the light of day without mm-hmm. a community funded initiative like Catalyst. And that's what I love about it. Um, you know, people out there with a, that can put together a good proposal with a great beneficial um, enhancement to a specific uh, vertical within the ecosystem or something, you know, that, that, that's its beauty to me is that there's people out there that otherwise wouldn't get a chance to get their project to the light of day and, and Catalyst will help enable that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's growing exponentially. Um, and the, the thing that really excites me about um, Project Catalyst is it's introducing this new kind of governance model and at a governance model where people actually want to participate. I, I've told the story yeah. a couple of times where the very first time I voted in Project Catalyst, um, the voting opened up at whatever time it was um, and it was like 3 a.m. my time. And I remember yeah. setting up an alarm to wake up and vote. And um, I kind of just laughed to myself uh, the next day because n- no one's ever doing that voting in the real world. <laughs> if the voting yeah. opened up at 3 a.m., you're not going to wake up at 3 a.m. to go down to your, your booth and, and cast your vote. Yeah. Where I was yeah. that excited that yeah. I set an alarm. And that just speaks volumes to, I guess, fundamentally how things wow. are shifting. But, um, yeah, yeah, and do yeah. it with your mobile phone, right? I mean, download Catalyst it's, app and you're good to go. You wake up, do it in your sleep, and then you're ready yeah. to go back to bed. Yeah. Um, uh, I know you're busy. We've, we've got just the pretty much the closing questions now. So, um, sure, sure. how can people connect and, and support what you guys do? Yeah, uh, thank you, uh, for, for the opportunity to uh, disclose that. So, yeah, we have, I think we're most active on our Twitter and our, our Discord server. Um, we do have uh, a Reddit channel that we post a lot of our um, medium articles and such too. So we, we try to put out, you know, our, our tokenomics and fair launch. We did a medium article about uh, the partnership with Sunday Swap. We did an article about uh, things that are really worthwhile for everybody else to know in the medium uh, platform. So, uh, but yeah, we have medium, Reddit, Telegram. Uh, but I, I think again, the most, the most common and, utilized uh, social media platforms would be the, the Twitter and, and Discord, of course. So okay, awesome. I can provide those links as well if you want to drop them somewhere. So. Yeah, yeah, obviously we'll, we'll add all those links below along with the, the Catalyst proposal links as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the final question, and I, I love this question, um, what excites you the most about the future of Cardano? I, you know, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very loaded question. Uh, yeah, I, I see. <laughs> because there's, I mean, frankly and honestly, there's just so many things, but I, I really see Cardano as, um, you know, there's not going to be one chain to rule them all. Uh, we need, we're, we're all going to coexist. Uh, but Cardano, I believe, is really going to drive uh, true mass adoption for, for the regular person. We've seen what they're doing with um, Ethiopia and other countries in, in Africa and um, it, all, all through that humanitarian effort, the thing that we were talking about earlier, um, that is what is going to help enable Cardano to bring true, um, I think, mass adoption to just the real world outside of, you know, it being an investment vehicle or anything like that. 
Um, and then obviously to the, to the uh, mainstream, as far as, you know, we saw the dish announcement corporate, uh, what are they fortune 250? So um, huge adopt adoption within the corporation landscape as well. So I, I just really see Cardano pioneering that landscape. And that really excites me. And I can't even keep up with the CNFT space anymore. That thing is, it's just blowing <laughs> up. And I'm proud of all of our partner pioneers who are really leading the charge there. It's, it's really cool to see. So I, I, the sky's up for Cardano. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please feel free to subscribe. Uh, And also, if you like our content, then make sure to check us out on social media with the handle Cardano Source. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.